Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Way of the Fist. I am your co-host, Michael Hagan, and as always, I am joined by our other co-host extraordinaire, Jonathan CV. Jonathan, how are you doing, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm doing really well. Excited to uh, to finally get back in the uh, in the lab here and, and get some episodes recorded. I know, I know. We have uh, we, we we have to apologize for our our faithful yep. listeners. We are uh, a few weeks behind. Um, both you and I have had some some pretty you know pretty pretty wild adventures over the last couple of weeks, and uh, that's kind well, of you you more so than I, but <laughs> for sure we it, it's been it's been hectic. It's been hectic for the past definitely for the past month for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Hectic is 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 a very good word. Yeah. Hectic yeah. is a good word, yeah. especially for me. The last <laughs> two weeks, two to three weeks, have been hectic. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what what what's been going on? Well, um, I think since our our last episode uh, aired, we uh, we had the USA Karate National Championships. Yep. Um, you you've been doing a lot of traveling in between that uh, and and some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We did, we did do a, a lot of traveling. Yeah. We did do yeah. a lot of traveling. Um, my, my dojo has been preparing because we're, uh, uh it's official. We, 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 most of us have bought our tickets now and we're, we're heading to Okinawa in, in October. So oh yeah. Exciting news. And, uh, everybody's like, Oh man, like we gotta go, we gotta train, we gotta go, 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 go. So yeah. we've been lots of time in the dojo there. Uh, All right. I was a, guest instructor at uh, the Kyobukan International uh, 14th annual summer camp, which was pretty cool. 14th annual. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's quite a, quite a few students there too. Yeah. All over. We had, there was uh, people from Japan, Okinawa, Canada, Puerto Rico, and all over the United States. So, oh man, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, and so, time. so you you were a guest instructor there. You 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 instruct every every year there. Is that right? No, actually, this is my second time uh, oh, teaching okay. at that particular camp. Um, so Hobson Sensei does a couple of different camps throughout the year, um, and this is like the basically their international gashiku that they that they do. Uh, the other one is kind of just like a local one with with their students because uh, he has two dojos. And, okay, know, it's just kind of a kind of a thing I jump in and, and teach at but uh, this is my second time teaching at their like big international camp um, so yeah all right yeah and uh, what did you what did you go over when you were there uh, well we had an introduction to Kiguondo or you know some of you call it Hojuondo but you know the Chishi and uh, Tetsugeda Makiyagi Kigu and all the cool cool tools all the, that we all the cool to, things all the cool things to condition ourselves with. Um, I also taught, uh, it was like intro to Kumite for nine and under. So that was, that, that might've been my toughest uh, hour and a half session that I had. I bet. <laughs> it was I nine bet. year olds and I was like, get, get back in line. They, they did a lot of pushups, let me tell you. Yeah, uh, I bet yep. they did, I bet they did. Yeah. Okay. And then, then we had, um, Introduction to Sanchin and Goju-ryu principles. Uh, I also did a session on Kote Kitai. And uh, also uh, deconstructing Bunkai and trying to make your Bunkai work. 
So what what was what was some of the the concepts or ideas that you covered there? In terms of the the bunkai, yeah, or or the the because when you say deconstructing your bunkai, yeah, what does that mean? Well, it was taking a look at what some of the students were doing, mm-hmm. um, and eliminating unnecessary wasteful movements mm. and uh, eliminating putting themselves in positions that were disadvantageous for the sake of trying to look cool. Oh, I see. Okay. You see, right. you see what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're trying, trying to create a more effective uh, approach to Bunkai. Yeah. Um, you know, sharing, sharing the rules that I cover with my own students as far as like how we complete our Bunkai, which we've talked in previous episodes about. Right. Uh, and, you know, I think it was, I think it was pretty eye opening for a lot of advanced students that participated in my, uh, in my sessions. They, I, I kept getting questions all weekend long. People kept coming up. Can you, can you help me with this bunkai? You know, and there was testing happening at the camp too, and they had to show stuff. So they were like, "Can you help me with this with this bunkai? Like, I, I need to do this. Can you?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." You know? but it, it, and and all the stuff that they ended up doing on their tests worked out pretty good. And yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was good. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that that went well. So. Yeah. Well, okay, so like nationals, right? That was a few weeks ago. That was last month. Uh, yeah. How, how did your How did your dojo do? What What was yeah, the we, What was the deal? Yeah, we we did we did really well, and it was it's kind of interesting because students that I were I was very concerned about like not doing well performed mm. incredibly well, and then there were students that I was like, well, I don't got to worry about them. Man, they had like crazy tough divisions. Uh. So. You know, it was one of those funny things. But I had one little boy who he told me at the beginning of the the season he wanted to join the competition team. And I honestly didn't think that he was going to make it past like the third week. Yeah. You know, and he goes out there and he competes and he has like 29 boys in his division. That's a big division. It's a big division. And this is for Kata. And he makes it to the finals. Just like. And he and and every round it was all three flags his way all three for for every single round all the way up into the finals, but I'm going to tell you, there is a pressure that is associated with being in the finals that you don't have in other rounds, and <laughs> I think that 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 got to him a little bit. Yeah. Um, his kata was still far and above better than the other kids' kata, but he made one. Just one really egregious error. Oh yeah, he what was that? He didn't bow at all. <laughs> he just went up, did the kata, and then just stood there, <laughs> like no no opening bow, no closing bow, nothing. He just like walked into the ring, boom, did his kata full of confidence, didn't bow, and uh, that is that is a rule breaker. Yeah, that's... automatic disqualification automatic, automatic other other way yeah so. automatic disqualification yeah so but i could tell when he was like getting ready to start like how he went to like his first kamai he was you know it was it was a nervous movement mm. versus in previous uh, rounds where he got up and bowed and like went right through all the motions like he's supposed to yeah, uh, but I, I think in that moment he knew he had skipped something, but couldn't figure out in his mind like what what he had missed. You know? Right. But 
yeah, right. pretty, pretty proud of him for, for doing as well as he did. Overall, we had um, eight competitors. We have nine on our team, but one didn't go to nationals this year. We had eight competitors. Uh, every single person who competed medaled in in something that they did, whether it be kata or kumite, and some of them for both. Okay. Um, and one student who competed, uh, only one competing in the elite divisions this year, mm -hmm. and she competed in both elite kata and elite kumite. It was her first time competing elite kumite. Uh -huh. uh, she took she took third and made it into the Team USA pool, which okay. is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, but kata... We got some growing to do if she wants to keep competing. That. <laughs> that's a good. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. That's a good way yeah. of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. She, she did well. She she did well. She did what you know. She did what we. I had expected her to because she had been performing really well in the dojo and she got mm. there and you know we kind of made some changes about what her first round kata was going to be. Yeah. Because you know. She, she's been doing the same first round kata for the past like three years now in the elite division and it hasn't really been successful for her. So we changed some things up. She, her scores reflected that she got much higher scores than she yeah. has in any of the previous years. Um, and you know, she definitely wasn't last in her pool, you know, but she did have, she had a tough go. She had, I mean, in both the um, 16, 17 division and in her, uh, 18th or 1634 division. I mean, there, there's just a lot of talent in both of those divisions. So she had a tough time, but in Kumite, she, she went out there and, and really worked hard and, and, uh, did very well. I mean, her first fight, she had three fights, uh, to make it to the bronze and her, I mean, her first match, she beat a girl from ISKC yeah. who's, you know, they're, they're pretty pretty good a big, big school yeah big they're, program. they're big school and they're they're known for kumite especially you know she beat her like six to one or something like that you know and it was you know, she she kept kind of kept on with that until until she didn't <laughs> so that's all good well but as I mean, it's great i mean bronze in yeah. elite kumite in your first time competing in a kumite division well it's her I mean, yeah well you know, it's her first time competing kumite in since 2017 right so six years, she hasn't competed in Kumite period. And then right. to go out and go in elite and then yeah. get bronze is yeah. not a small accomplishment. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so. well, and, and, you know, kind of back to the, the, the kata divisions, it's funny that you say that because I, I, looking at, you know, the way things are going, I think the 16, 17, and then under 21 if we separate those those same athletes out of the senior division for a moment mm -hmm. i think yep. those two divisions have really blossomed over the last several years there's been a lot of yes. a lot of kids coming up that are going to apply a lot of upward pressure to the yes essentially two athletes top. Yeah. The, the the top two well I'll say like legacy athletes if you will who have been the senior national team uh representatives yeah. there's there's yeah. there th this this crop of of juniors and under 21s are going to be applying a lot of pressure over the next couple of years yeah in the if, female division if the, if the top two that you're discussing um if they had chosen to retire let's say two years ago yeah there would have been a very large like void to fill 
Yeah. Right. But now you're like the, the, the group that you're discussing is, is quickly filling that space. And as a matter of fact, one of the girls from the 1617 was on the podium in 1634 right. and you know, she's, she's pretty good. Right. And w what I find interesting about that is, is that the men's division, the men's senior division is what I, the, the, is kind of like the reverse. Yeah. Like I don't see the same level in the male juniors that I do in the, the female juniors, mm -hmm. whereas the senior division already is so stacked. It's, it's, it's mean, incredibly stacked. Yeah. But if you go down the line a bit further and you're looking in the 14-15 division mm. and the 12-13 and 14-15, yeah. there is some promise in those divisions that we haven't seen since probably Ariel was in those divisions. Yeah, Ariel and Gaku were, were yeah. probably, you know. That, yeah. You know, yes. because, because and see, that's where, because you've got, you know, I mean, on the male side, you've got Ariel and Gakuji who, you know, have been at the top for a long time. But then there's, you know, Taishi, Taishi. Uh, Mason, uh, Rei Chinen came back, right? He's yeah. been living in, living in Japan, you know, former junior world champion in, in under 21, came yep. back to compete at nationals for the first time, I think, like in three years. Yeah, and he had uh, there. He had a pretty big upset in the first round too, because he actually scored higher than Ariel. Ariel still scored high enough to make it out of the pool, right? But you know, everybody was kind of blown away that somebody actually scored higher than Ariel, right? In the United States, right? So that's a powerhouse right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so you know, when you're looking at that, I mean, and then Taishi, like I said, Taishi Gakuji's little brother, who mm -hmm. it's funny because. You know, and but Gaku, even Gakuji will, will has told me that he's like my brother is gonna be better than me. He's like my little yeah. brother is gonna is gonna beat me soon. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. And so things like that. I think um, I, I I do think Taishi actually out techniques a lot of people. He just doesn't have the physicality mm. of of a Gaku. You know, Gaku's yeah. incredibly physical. You know, Ariel's yeah. incredibly physical. Mason. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe even more so than the others. Yeah. You know, is it? Incredibly physical. Taishi just is kind of missing the physicality portion right now, I think. But uh, technique is uh, crazy high. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, well, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like your dojos had a had a, had a great uh, a, a great showing at nationals this year. You know, on for, yeah, it was for... probably our our biggest um, our biggest nationals showing uh, with medals, probably since. 2015 something oh, wow. like that yeah, okay it was, it was pretty big yeah. well you know we took some time off too yeah. um, as we were switching from going from aau to nkf and then it was mm. kind of um uh you know the the interest in the dojo had dropped dramatically uh it, with the exception of two girls and we we're you know kind of putting all of our energy into those two girls and uh you know one of those girls is still going <laughs> right so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me this year, it was a much smaller deal. I wasn't able to, to go because of, you know, some of the other stuff we'll talk about in a few minutes, I'm sure. Um, but I did have one athlete competing and um, this year he was only eligible. He's, you know, he, he aged out of the under 21 division. So it was just seniors. Yeah. And uh, for the first time he made it out of the second round or made it out of the first round and was yeah. just shy of, 
you know, he, he got fifth in his pool and only the top four go. And uh, so he was, he almost made it to the semifinals. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy and really proud about that. Yeah, um, he, he did really well because I, I sat in the chair for him while he was competing. Yeah. And uh, we actually had a bit of a, um, a moment of confusion because at the end of the pool, you know, they put everybody's names mm. and he was actually listed as number four on, oh. the, on the TV. So we were like, all right, we're, we're going. This is awesome. We're getting another round in. But then they came out and verbally announced uh, they had the board wrong. And so we, we had kind of a momentary upset there. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Did he not tell you about that? No, he didn't. He didn't tell me about that part. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a moment of like, oh yes, we, we we're going, and then the 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 rug was ripped out from underneath us. Pretty oh quick. man, no, yeah, he didn't mention yeah. that part. He didn't mention that yeah. part. So, but you yeah. know, and he he, did, and he even well. the, even there though, I, you know, one thing that I think the learning point that from from our side is, you you, you in many ways you have to stick with the plan if you have something in your mind. You know, yeah, because I think I think for him, kata selection, kind of what was what 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 may have hurt him in in that round. And if he'd have chosen a different kata, I think his performance would be better. Because even when we Facetimed and we chatted earlier in that morning, he was going to do a different kata second round. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's good. Like you're locked on. It's whatever. And then you know, over time, over the rest of the day, as the day developed, he wanted to change it. And I wasn't, you know, I've got to rely on on not being there. I've got to rely on just what he tells me to to right. To help, to help him make those decisions so yeah um i think that could have that could have uh, had a little bit of an impact yeah could be but hey but he made it you know it is an improvement over last year and that's what we that's what we aim for is to just keep, keep consistent keep, improvement will put you at the top exactly doing yeah. better than you did yesterday yeah. is is, is the key putting in that effort and trying to get just a little bit improvement, you know, like Ariel says, right. That 1%, right. That 1%, 1% adds up every day. Yeah. A year from now, it's 365% better than you were. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pretty awesome. I'd also like to shout out, um, my good friend and my training partner, Eric Jones. Yeah. Uh, he, he took uh, national champion for the minus 84 division, nice. uh, elite and man, he, from the first fight until until the end, he was locked in. I knew he had it. He he did he did incredibly well. Matter of fact, his first fight only lasted about fifteen seconds total. I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, so he pressured pressured his uh, opponent into the corner. He threw a round kick, and I mean, it was like bombed. Pretty. It wasn't an uncontrolled kick or anything like that. It was right there. All the flags went up. He got his epon, but the guy kept like rubbing his eye, rubbing his eye, and then he said he needed to go to the medic, and he went to the medic, and then decided right then and there that he was done. Oh and wow! So Eric won his first uh, first match. Like, yeah, it was like fifteen seconds in. Yeah, it was. Oh wow! Yeah. So. Sweet. He, yep. Yep. So he did really well. So proud of him. Yeah, I mean, and that's great because you know he's he's been he's been third a couple times in the division, right? Well, for the past uh, like four years, he has been consistently top six, and right. then every time we go to team trials, he has been consistently super third. Super third, okay. Yep. 
Um, yep. So, you know, this year was, was a really big year for him. I, I think, you know, from January up until nationals two, we saw a shift in how we were training together to, hmm. um, approaching it a little bit more seriously in the training, less, less time spent on the tatami, but a higher volume of actual movement in okay. that shorter period of time. Uh, bigger impact in all the technique and it was you know about making smarter choices and and i think that played a big role in, in his success this year so if i'm if i'm if i'm if i'm tracking what you what you're putting down here it's that quality is more important than quantity is that right is that what is that what you're telling me i would say a quantity of quality <laughs> <laughs> is more important <laughs> than just quantity. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Big, huge shout out to Eric. Cause I mean, well-deserved, yeah. you know, he's been right yeah. there the, the whole time. And so to be able to take that and get that, that national championships is an awesome, you know, awesome uh, achievement. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so, absolutely. so yeah. looking forward to, um, you know, team trials in January again. Yeah. Yeah, back in so, back in Colorado too. Back so in Colorado, that's, that's good. Yeah. What did he travel for the? What I, there was just a national team training camp. Was did he go yes, for that? Uh, he, no, he did not. However, another student from their dojo who also qualified uh, for Junior Pan Ams. Okay. Um, he went out and did the team training. Uh, uh, two weekends ago, last weekend. I, I think it might've been just been last weekend, actually. Then this past weekend. Yeah. 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 So oh, okay. yeah, he went out there. Um, and then I trained with him again on Thursday night after he got back, uh, you know, and implemented kind of what they were working on at, with the team and everything. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So nationals, that was it. Nationals, huh? All right. Well, that's good. Any other karate news for you lately? Um, I don't. I don't know. I think that's. I think that's about it for me. Yeah. I think. Right. I think so. I can't, I can't remember. I've been wrapped up in my own. Stuff I know. I know. So well, I, well, I also competed at nationals. I didn't say that part. Oh, okay. You well. competed at nationals. Oh, wow! I, did. I didn't realize yeah. that you competed at nationals. And how did I how did. and what what did you do at nationals this year? Uh, I did I did kumite as usual, uh -huh. um, but I took gold. But uh, it's uh, not. I took gold. It's not. I, I took gold. I took, I took gold, gold, but it's not something that I can, feel like great about. So can you say that again? Just say that again. I don't think our listeners heard the first two times. I took gold. You took gold. Awesome. But, and congratulations, bro. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I know because you've been training hard. You've been training hard. It's well-deserved. I, I have been. I have been. But the division that I competed in, I, I know that I am. I, I should not be competing elite anymore. I would just be, I don't know. I'd just be kind of in the way. Not that mm. I'm like you know, very bad or anything like that. But mm. I, I know that I'm not going to be successful in elite. So I competed in my own age division uh, as a advanced competitor. Okay. But it's very clear that none of the other athletes have ever competed at an elite level. Right. So my, I'll put it to you this way. My students 
they were like hyped. They were they were so excited. They were like, "Oh my god, Sensei, I can't wait to watch you fight because I feel like you just play around with us in the dojo." I'm so excited to see you like actually go for it. And then I got done, and they were like, "Sensei, all you did was play around. Like <laughs> <laughs> you just played around with those guys just, rather just, than yeah. playing." <laughs> yeah. They're like, you, you, you didn't even have to take that seriously. I was like, I know I told you not to get your hopes up. Like, I, I wasn't sure even like what the level of, uh, you know, competition was going to be. I was, you know. So this I'll, is I will where... also say this. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I, I'm going to go off say, on a tangent, so. Okay. Well, I will also say that my division happened like shortly after Eric finished uh, fighting to the... Uh, winning the match to go to finals. Um, so I was like, I was up here. I, right. was, I was very excited and I, I was hyped up for him. And I was like, there's there's no way I'm going to go into my division and lose when my training partner, the dude that I trained with like Every, all the time. All the time. Yeah, all the time just went out here and he's making it to the finals. Absolutely no way. So I go into the back. And I change into my dogi. Um, one of my other students is in staging right now, too, because she's going out at the same time. I recognized one of the guys that I had fought from last year. And I was like, hey, weren't you at Nationals last year? And he was like, yeah, you beat me. But I've been training with some people, and I've definitely got you this year. It's my year. And I was like, okay, cool. Best of luck. And went out to the tatami. I was up first match. And the guy that I fought in the first round, he came out like he was trying to go for it. Yeah. But he ran into a, a body kick that we were on the podium. He was still complaining about that body kick. And then he just didn't want to fight after that. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how a Mawashigeti to the stomach or to the chest, yeah. like, will, will yeah. ruin your day. Yeah, it, it ruined his day. He was like, man, I got to go to work, you know, in a couple of days. And, you know, I was complaining about it, but. And then the other guy, I, I ended up fighting him in the finals, the guy who said he was going to take me, and it was 6-1. to one. He scored one point, and he shouldn't have got that one. You should be ashamed of yourself, Jonathan. I, I expect ritual suicide here, um, like seppuku. Like just, yeah, I know. Like, it's, un, it's unacceptable that somebody scored on you in the finals. Well, if it makes you feel better. After that, I went back home, <laughs> loaded up my, my Amazon Prime, and I forced myself to watch Harakiri. Uh, which is which is a tough movie to that's a tough one to watch and that's actually you know all joking aside that movie is a pretty heavy movie like that's a pretty heavy I, movie I, I think i've seen it twice and i don't know that i will watch it again because it's right. pretty heavy it's pretty freaking heavy I, I was getting to the end where what happens happens and i was yeah. like i think i'm going to turn this off i don't want to watch this I, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that like the last time I watched it again going, why am I watching this again? This is yeah. so, I mean, it's good movie, great storytelling. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, cause we're talking about the remake, like the 2010 or yes, 2012, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Like yeah. great cinematography. Uh, the storytelling was good, but like, it's not what I would call like, I mean, obviously the name is Harakiri, right? So it's, yeah. you, you know where the, the story's going, but like, well, I'm going to tell you, you think you know where the story is well, going, true, true, but true. It, it, <laughs> it does throw a little curveball at you, which makes it infinitely worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. um, there's our movie plug. So yeah. before before we go, what was, what was my tangent going to be about? I don't know. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about your finals uh, division. 
uh, competing in competing. The... Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember yeah. now. Okay. Um, so this is where, because rightfully so, you probably did not belong in the division that you fought in, right? Right. But also, you are also probably ten years older than the the average age in yeah. your elite division weight category, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. So this is where I wish that we did it a little more like JKF in Japan, because in Japan they still they 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 have masters divisions, mm -hmm. and there are people who are former world champions when they were mm -hmm. in their twenties and thirties still competing, like right. one of the Hasegawa brothers who did who are four time Team Kato world champions is still competing in individual kata, right. right, in the master's divisions. And they have a separate tournament. And I wish that NKF, or NKF, not just NKF, but, you know, because, like, even myself, you know, when I, I, a few years ago, I went and I competed in elite. And it's like, okay, I clearly, at my age, I do not, I do not belong in elite right. competing against Ariel and Gakuji. Right. Right. But as a former team member, like, I also feel... Like, you have a different experience. I have a different experience. And when I go to my yeah. age category, I mean, like 2019, you remember? Yes. Like, I was like, okay. You know, it was like, okay. Uh, it was the same thing that you just described. Like, this, yeah. these people here, the vast majority of these people, in fact, I think I was probably the only elite athlete, former elite athlete in that division. In the it's division, like, yeah. you know, and, and that's where it's like, if you took, you know, people who had been in elite 10 or 15 years ago, but still want to just go out and have some fun. It yeah. kind of levels the field a little bit. Right. Like, well, but, but it's, the thing is, is that here in the U S because we do have this division, former elite athletes have the opportunity to step into those divisions and they could, but the problem is, is exactly what just happened to me. Right. They would probably be the only person. Right. right. Like if I saw the list and I saw some former elite athletes like on the roster, I, I probably would have been incredibly excited. I would have been like, oh, man, this is going to be like the best senior division. And there's going to be like a huge crowd around it because everybody knows all these people yeah. and all these people are my friends that I have you know trained with or fought with in yeah. the past. This is going to be awesome. But yeah. that experience just doesn't happen because if an elite person does sign up, typically they are the one. Right. Well, that's like, like, you know, it's like, hey, Akira, come on, sign up. Right. right. Let's do right. it. Like Akira, you know, come on, man. You know, former, former Pan Am Games champion, right? Like multiple right. time Pan American champion, right? Like, or, or medalist is like, come on, come on, Akira, let's go. Let's get George let's out there. Let's get George yeah. out. Right. Let's do Kata Heck, George. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, what are you talking about? He's, he's a Kumite player. Come on, man. Yeah, but he, like, nine-time, like, whatever champion for Kata. Yeah. I mean, okay. So he, because he had to decide, right? He had to decide yeah. which way to go. And he's like, so he went, okay, and he got two gold medals at the World Championships. But still, he's that, still. That, but, that makes him officially a Kumite player. <laughs> <laughs> but still, if I would have seen George's name on the list, I would have been so high. Oh, you're going to drop down to minus 55 <laughs> or whatever. Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, they, they didn't break us up by weight in the division. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. There yeah, but no see, but that would be awesome, right? Though, like, you right. go out there and, like, get to play with, you know, get to go out and, you know, 
mess with you yeah. know, that would be awesome i think if they if if we could get that that would and it's not you know at that point really because it's like you know if you're talking you know 45 to you know 55 or 40 whatever my age grade is now because it's whatever not about it you know yeah. it's not really like oh i got to get the gold medal to be the national champion it's like i'm just gonna go out and have some fun you know and we get right you know it's more like reminiscing like hey man remember back in like 1990 whatever when we were doing this for when we were like 20 yeah and honestly it would be more fun if you had those same people around you that you could yeah. have that fellowship with yeah right? that you could yeah you know yeah 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 i mean i think it would be yeah. awesome but instead i got told that they were going to take me and <laughs> well but then, then they complained afterwards about being in pain. <laughs> uh, well, that, that, see, but that's also the different mindset, right? From people who have competed in elite, nobody in elite is going to stand there and be like, first of all, I, I doubt that they would say that. Most people know when they're competing in elite that, you know, you're going to get hit and it's going to hurt. You're going to get hit and it's going to hurt and you're going to hit yeah. somebody and it's going to hurt. So, yeah. And you're not going to say anything about it. And if you do say something, it's going to be like, Hey man, that was a good hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like awesome. Like, awesome blow, yeah. man. That was awesome. Yeah. Like I totally not, walked right into that. Yeah. Not, <laughs> oh, my ribs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see? know. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyways, nationals. Sounds like, again, congratulations on the, uh, on the gold medal. That's awesome. Well-deserved. Again, also, I know you've been putting a lot of work into that. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But now, uh, since then to now, uh -huh. you've been on. You've been on a bit of a whirlwind. I have. Where been, have you been, man? Where I have been? been on the whirlwind. To do, I mean, literally a whirlwind. Literally, literally, literally a whirlwind. Um, so let's see here. Since national, so I was in. I was just coming off my uh, family vacation in Hawaii, which I got to throw in the plug for our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this. Go over to YouTube, look for, you see here, what is our, what is our YouTube at wayofthefist.2018 yep. is our uh, YouTube channel. I've got a vlog up there for uh, my Hawaii vacation. Actually, two, I uploaded the second part up there from the Hawaii vacation. So then we went back to the Tacoma area and we were kind of taking up, taking care of some, some family stuff. And then... And then I flew, well, we all flew to Seoul. Mm -hmm. My family stayed in Seoul and I flew to Okinawa for uh, a training camp. And how'd that go? Uh, overall, the training camp, okay, so a couple, a couple of things. Overall, the training camp was awesome. Um, I actually, this is going to sound bad, but I actually got more out of it on, on, on several levels than I anticipated, you know, with camps. So our, our camp, this was the first camp we've had since 2019, obviously because of COVID, nobody could, nobody could really travel. Japan was closed, blah, 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 whole story. Hmm. So our last camp 2018, I'm sorry, 2019 was a, a basically for instructors only like hmm. branch dojo owners and other instructors. So it was a, a relatively small group, like 20 some, 20 some people uh, this time they opened it up to all ranks uh, and all ages. So we had from kids to adults. Um, there were some, even like some yellow belts and maybe even a couple of white belts. We had people from 
dojos. Obviously, we have one uh, dojo in Okinawa. We had a couple other people who are living in Tokyo, who are training together in Tokyo, who, who came. Uh, a large group from uh, a dojo in Hawaii. Uh, it's actually a Shotokan dojo, but they do our do Yamane Ryu. So okay. they came, they came. And then a big contingent from our San Mateo dojo, a few people from Baxter Sensei's uh, dojo in New York. Mm -hmm. And then we had a large contingent from uh, Europe. Um, we have several dojo in Germany. Um, one instructor from our branch dojo in Norway came. And then a gentleman from England came. He's actually Spanish, but living in, in the UK, he came individually and so we had a pretty good worldwide showing and uh broke yeah, into that groups sounds awesome. and, yeah it, it was pretty awesome I, I there were a couple people there that i had seen in 2019 but i had never actually really just spoken with or i didn't really know who they were and, sure. and things like that so I, I got to talk to them more um you know make make some new karate friends which which is always awesome um, and then also, you know, and why I said that I got more out of it, you know, when you're in a large group, like seminar setting like that, it's hard sometimes to get individual instruction. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I didn't get a lot of individual instruction or, or, or feedback from sensei. I only got a, a few little tidbits. Um, but I did, there were some other instructors that I hadn't seen in a few years. Um, who, who took the time to, to offer me some feedback and to some, some critiques and stuff like that. So I was really, really appreciative of that. Um, and, you know, even since then, I've been working on some, some of those things. Um, and, and, and it's funny because some of the things, it's, again, it's some of the things that you know you need to work on and that you highlight for other, students. like your students yeah. and in your athletes. But then it's like, you know you need to work on them, but then it you know, somebody else sees it and points it out and you're like, ah, still, you know, yep. so, so, so there were a couple of small things like that, um, th that I knew I needed to work on. So, uh, overall the, the camp was, was really good. Um, and I, and I was really happy about, I I'm glad that I, I was able to go, let's put it that way. Yeah. 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 Sounds awesome. I mean, you know, you're, you're sending pictures of your food and, you know, couple other things involving camp and whatnot so i was super jealous up yeah. until up until the kind of end of your trip and then i was like i'm not so jealous anymore well <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah the okay so our camp was from wednesday through sunday right and about friday night saturday ish People are starting to talk about, hey, okay, so I got there early. I got there three days early, and I was staying a day and a half after the camp. So camp was supposed to end on Sunday, you know, sayonara party on Sunday night. Um, I wanted to be able to have another day and just relax and hang out or go do stuff, whatever. And then I was scheduled to fly out Wednesday, like around, or I'm sorry, Tuesday around noon, okay? Right. So... As the weekend, as we're getting into the weekend, people are like, oh, hey, there's a typhoon coming. I'm like, okay, a typhoon, there's a typhoon coming, whatever. So we, we look at the forecast as we get into Saturday and into Sunday. And it's like, oh, it's going to hit tomorrow night and it's going to pass by, by Tuesday morning. 
right? Okay, so it'll be gone by, be gone by Tuesday at noon. So probably my flight will get canceled, but you know it'll they'll they'll, they'll and so I call the airline and I'm like, yep, we're probably going to cancel, you know, Tuesday's flight. Yeah. Um, but we're we're already talking about getting a replacement plane here, and I was like, okay, it's you know Tuesday, and I have to caveat this whole discussion with I had a hard deadline. I had to be in Seoul by Friday because I had a 7:45 p.m. flight out of Seoul to Taipei, right. where where I'm at now. Okay. Right. So that and that was work related, right? So that was not you know family vacation. That was like you have to be on this flight. Uh, okay, so you know Monday, sure enough, flight gets canceled super early. Like they they know that it's coming. Well, at that time, good old Mister Typhoon decides that he's gonna like put the pump the brakes on this uh, adventure and decides that he's just gonna hang out in the Pacific for a while. So just, just building strength, just building strength, right. Just hanging out, getting stronger, you know, pumping it up, you know, doing some deadlifts, some curls and stuff like that. (laughs) So this typhoon that's supposed to hit Monday night and be gone past the Island and well on its way to, you know, the Chinese mainland, uh, or anywhere else, uh, by Tuesday morning now doesn't actually hit the Island until Tuesday night tuesday night tuesday night like rain it it wasn't even raining very much on tuesday morning Uh, i went out and i stocked up i had like bento and like i went to i went to one two three four maybe five convenience stores four or five convenience stores around where my room was and i had bento and onigiri and sandwich and water and tea and orange juice and i had enough for a good two and a half days probably um and i ate it all Mm. because uh by thursday when the typhoon finally left after hammering okinawa all of tuesday after from from tuesday afternoon all the way through thursday morning it just hung around and almost didn't go anywhere and just hammered Okinawa. There were, there were people without power um, through the weekend into early yeah. this week, um, you know, speaking with Josh. Uh, and so, like, I didn't leave my, my room for two days, essentially. Um, but like I said, I had a deadline. So, and... For our listeners out there, I've already I've already uh, said go get on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel because there's a vlog a, vid, a, a vlog coming that kind of goes through some of this here. But uh, so I, I knew that my ticket from Okinawa to Seoul was up in the air. I didn't know when I was going to be able to fly, and so Wednesday I think. It might have even been Tuesday night. I can't remember exactly when I purchased it. It was either Tuesday night or Wednesday. I found a ticket from Tokyo to Seoul on Korean Air. And I just booked the ticket. One way ticket. I just grabbed it. So, but I had no plan, no way, no mechanism of getting to Tokyo. 
right? Like yeah. I've got this from, ticket from, from an island, from, from an island, three hours yeah. to the south. I've got a one-way ticket from Tokyo to Seoul on Friday afternoon. That puts me in at 4.30, three hours before my, my flight. So uh, I keep calling it. My ticket was on, my original ticket was on Asiana and I kept calling and I kept calling and they're like, yeah, we're talking about a replacement flight, but we don't know when it might be right. Friday. It might be Saturday. It all depends on the weather back and forth. And I'm like, well, I need, I need some kind of assurance. Like I need, I need, I need to do something. So right. Thursday morning weather breaks and uh, flights resume late morning. And so yeah. I go, I just say, you know, screw it. I've got to go make something happen. Yeah. So I throw all my stuff in my bags. I was already mostly packed, but I finished throwing everything in there. And I've still got my room till Friday and Friday morning. But I, I, I say I, I need to get off of this island somehow. Right. So I basically throw all my stuff in my bag and I hot foot it to the airport. And there are thousands of people in the yeah, airport trying to get off of the island it was chaos chaos I, I don't know if anybody's been to the chinese mainland and gone through a train station or an airport on yeah. a chinese national holiday that's what it looked like it was it was there there were, there were thousands of people in this little airport and so i'm in this line hoping just hoping to try and get to a counter to talk to a ticket agent at the same time i'm finger jamming my phone on the ANA website trying to book a ticket because it looked like ANA was flying down planes like left and right. And I was like, I'll take out anywhere. If I can get anywhere on the mainland today, it doesn't matter where, if it's, you know, like maybe even Kyushu, I might've been able to make it happen. I just need to get off of Okinawa. Right. And uh, so I'm finger jamming and it's like flights are popping up, you know, seats are, seats are popping up on the website. But by the time I get my name input and my email address and my date of birth and my passport number and all of this stuff in, boom, it's gone. So this happens like five or six times. In fact, one, I was trying to book on either Peach Airline or something like that, where I got to the credit card part. I'm like, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I got the credit card in, it puts it in and it's doing that circle spinning thing because you're right, signal, cell phone signal is no great at the airport because there's thousands of people in this small confined space all trying to use their phones at the same time. Even even on a good day though, at, at the Naha airport, it's, it's kind of, kind of it's, rough with service in there. It's not great, right? It's, yeah, not, it's great. not great. The Wi-Fi so, in there is really bad. Yeah. So, so one time it goes all the way through to we're charging your credit card and then it, you know, charge not completed. Oof. So finally I'm going again, I'm going again, I'm going again. And, it, and I score a ticket. Nice. Not gonna lie. I almost started jumping up and down in the airport there. <laughs> and so I, I, I get a ticket that leaves at 4.30 to fly to Osaka. And then I change planes and immediately fly to Haneda. Hmm. So I go in and I actually get out of the line I was in, go to the, the bag drop line, drop my bags. That was actually very quick. And I was through security in like the hardest part about going through security that day was actually getting my laptop and my iPad out of my backpack. Yeah. Um, it was smooth. So I go in, I call Ajiana back and I'm like, okay, well I cancel my cancel. Give me a refund for the half of my ticket that I haven't used. 
They're like, okay, you know, that's fine. Because even then I was calling them while I was at the airport in line. They're like, yes, we're, we're talking about a, a replacement flight probably tomorrow. But I'm like, what time? What time? Oh, we don't know. Okay. Yeah. So I call them and they cancel. They're like, okay, we'll refund your, your ticket. So I'm, I get some food. I'm at the gate waiting to board my flight to Osaka. And I get a call back from Asiana. Like, sir, we know you put in this request to cancel, but we have confirmed that we are going to have a flight tomorrow. Like, well, I'm, I've already bought a ticket. I'm already like checked in bags are checked in. I'm going yeah. like, and I, and I said, okay, just out of curiosity, like what time is it going to be? Oh, we don't know yet. Yeah. You don't know yet. So, okay. How can, so, you, how can you confirm that you've got it if you don't know what time? Right. Yeah. You don't know what time. And oh, by the way, like all these other, like Ajiana, or not Ajiana, ANA, all Nippon Airways, they, they, they spit like 20 airplanes out. These other budget airlines all were able to spit, you know, planes out right. to Okinawa to get the people that had been stranded there all week off. And Ajiana, this big, huge international flight, you know, company is not able to, to, to spit one plane out. Anyways, so I get on the plane. And so from Naha to, to Osaka is an hour and a half flight. Right. It was a 787 Dreamliner, a trans-Pacific capable airplane that they spit out for an hour and a half flight. Yeesh, that's awesome. To be able to maximize to get the number of people on. And I'm yeah. sitting there like, Ejana, how come you couldn't do this? So anyways, so I land in Osaka an hour and a half later. And just to, just to like punish myself, I pull up the flight schedule for Ajana for the next day. And sure enough, they, they now have, in that hour and a half that I was in the air, they, they, they confirmed the flight and it was listed at 10 a.m. on Friday morning, arriving in Seoul at 12.30. I was like, you people like, so anyways, so yeah, then but you, you, you got to go to Tokyo though. But I did get to go to Tokyo <laughs> and here, and here's the moral of the story, right? A sure thing beats a maybe every time. Any day of the week. Yeah. Any day of the week, like up until 6.30 PM when my plane landed in Osaka, nobody had was able to tell me what time if or what time there was going to be a flight from Okinawa to Seoul, right? So it's like, I, because I got to be on that flight at 7.45 p.m. Friday night from Seoul. Yeah. And so when I landed in, in Haneda, I had no, <laughs> I had no hotel room. I had no idea where I was going or what I was going to do. I was sitting on the monorail from Haneda into, you know, into Tokyo on the trip.com yeah. app, like, booking a hotel room in you know Where, by the you end up staying? so i i just found some like business kind of traveler oh. hotel uh right, right by uh tokyo station right by tokyo station because yeah. it was only like three blocks from the bus state the, from the where the buses are so okay. the next morning you know i walked over there straight away got on one of the airport buses and i was yeah so but that night but that to... night I, I i did yeah and again yeah Pimping the, the, the YouTube channel here. So I don't know. Should we give it away or should we save it? Should we save yeah, it's it? It's up to you. That's up to you. It's part of your yeah. trip. It's up it's to you. Part, I'll let you call trip. it. Yeah. So we're not going to, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Cause, okay. cause I did, I did okay. shoot a little bit of video. Um, yeah. So, but I did get to go, let's just say I went to go eat at a place that Jonathan and I are, are, are very fond of. And yeah. uh, it, it was, it was, so it was the silver lining in this four days of just, worrying about how am I going to get there? So, right. so then I made it, I, I, I made it, I got on the bus, 
flew uh, in early the next morning, and I went actually out to, to Narita early to try and get on one of the earlier flights because I, I, I it's like, can I get on to can I get to Seoul even earlier? Because I don't want to have there some problem. They're like, no, sorry, standby is not even going to be possible for you because both of these earlier flights are actually overbooked, oversold mm -hmm. as it is. And so, so I ended up spending like, yeah, six hours, five hours before my flight, you know, just hanging out in Narita. And yeah. uh, so, but, but they were able to link my ticket. So I was able to check my bags all the way through to Taipei. And so I didn't have to go out and clear customs and immigration and then just turn around and come right back in. So I was able to just transit to the other terminal, meet nice. my wife and daughter after they came in and we got on our flight and it, everything like we made it on time. We made it on time. It was amazing. So this was my 24 hour period. I sent you that flight map picture, right? Yeah. I, I flew from Naha to Osaka to Haneda, took the bus to Narita, flew to Incheon, to fly to catch my flight to Taipei and for our you know geography geographically challenged <laughs> listeners Taipei and Okinawa are like super close to they're, they're, they're like neighbors yeah neighbors yeah. so so I basically went in this big circle through uh East Asia to get almost right back to the point place where I left from uh, yeah. but it happened and we've been here what? about a week already getting settled work is work is going to be crazy busy but uh yeah yeah, yeah. i made it well, let's, let's let's rewind real quick because that's you know such a crazy whirlwind end of your trip yeah uh, I, I feel like we didn't discuss everything that happened at camp is there anything else you want oh. to uh anything else you want to bring up <laughs> all right all right you know i don't normally talk about these things I know, I know, but you've been working hard towards it. Okay, so yes, there was uh, actually the first day of camp. Um, yeah. We had a we had a test, and uh, so I, I tested it, not in karate. I tested only in kobudo, hmm. and I was I successfully passed my test for nidan in Yamane Chinenyu. Nice, congratulations, so, bro! Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. So it was, uh, you know. So I have, I have two other, I, so this is two, two takeaways from camp actually here. Um, the test was, was interesting because where I found myself was you can actually actualize your fears in some ways. Yeah. So what happened, the way that the test was done, we, we had the morning session, which was the introductory session, and, and we did some kata or some kihon or whatever, and then they basically kicked out everybody. The only people who were allowed to stay were, were the actual uh, testing, um, the people who were testing. And so they did the karate, people who were testing for karate first, and then they did the kobudo people. And so as I'm, as I'm sitting there watching all the karate people, I wasn't nervous at all. I mean... Like, you know, I've competed in January, I competed in the Paris Open, right? right. So like in front of what, probably a thousand people, if not more right. in that, in that stadium there. Right. So like getting out on the tatami and doing a kata in front of people is not something that necessarily like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was nervous then or whatever, but like I, you know, I did a, a fairly decent kata. So, but as soon as 
as sensei called my name and I went out there and we did Sai first. I did two Sai Kata and two Bokata for my test. And as soon as we got up there and I walked out there with my Sai, all I kept thinking about was don't drop the side, don't drop the side, don't drop the side, don't drop the side, don't drop the side. (laughs) And it was really just the first Kata because it's not my favorite and I don't really like it. Um, And sure enough, I fumbled the side once. I didn't drop them, but I could feel like it start to fumble a little bit. Fortunately, I was facing the back. So I was away. I had my back to the panel. So I think I kind of covered it a little like, okay. And I didn't drop it, but I was like, dang it. Like, but you know, that's where, you know, you mentally, you can actually create the situation that you're afraid of by, by right. dwelling on it. Right. Um, so I got through the side and I did the bow. And by the time I got to the bow, it was all right. You know, again, two, two bow kata. What did I do? Suji no kun and then Sakugawa. Um, and it was fine. You know, I didn't, my hands didn't come off the bow or anything like that. I, I, I know on one of my, my second Saikata, I'm pretty sure I made one mistake. Um, uh, but then, so at, after the test, I didn't I actually, I didn't ask Sensei for feedback after the test. Um, I was actually asking two other people and I was getting a little feedback and Sensei is walking by by and he stops and he tells he recognizes that they're giving me some feedback and he stops and he's like michael your kata were too clean too nice like in the japanese word was tene right for our japanese speakers it's tene it's like too yeah. polite too too clean he's like you're too clean you need to you need to like show your show your guts more show your spirit more he's like and you know this you teach this to your athletes <laughs> i was like hi what <laughs> <laughs> You know, and 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 it is looking back on it, I can see where my, I guess, fear, I guess, of making a mistake. And he even said this to the group afterwards. He's like, "A test is not. It's like, don't be afraid to make a mistake. You go out and do yeah. your best. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. But we want to see like your effort and your spirit and all of that. And so when then when he said that to me individually, I was like, yeah, because I, I I recognize that I was so worried about not making a mistake not dropping my bow, not, not dropping my sigh or fumbling my sigh that I was probably relatively conservative mm. in, in, in how I, how I did it. So that was an interesting experience. Uh, after the test, the, the other thing that I realized, and it was actually after the test. So on Friday, on Monday, after the test, before the typhoon hit, we had, we had Sensei has a a small Kobodo class that he teaches at the Budokan. And so I went to that. And it was after the five day camp. And I don't know, we didn't, I don't think we really talked about this, but it was the first time that I felt to where I actually didn't want to train anymore. Yeah. And it was not because I didn't want to train or didn't want to learn, but I felt my body felt so beat up throughout the camp yeah or by the end of the camp that my knees my my knees still hurt like yeah uh, just ache they just sit there and ache like even yesterday like i didn't train yesterday we just walked around a little bit but all night i just was limping through the apartment um and so it got to the end where and and i will say that you know for fear of getting into i mean we've talked for an hour now but getting into an actual topic here like this is where I know that 
as much as I put an emphasis on like mobility and stuff like that, I need to be doing more. I need to right. have that because it's like at, at 49 now, it's the first time that I've actually really felt like that I can't do it anymore. Like I can't, I can't not, it's not, that I can't do it anymore. It's that this is where I know that I have to be better about how I do things because after this right. five days of training and it wasn't that intense per se, but I also know that I was putting in a lot of effort. Like there was a couple of times I looked around and like, why am I the only one who's like drenched in sweat right now? And we're going through this kata <laughs> by count, right? Like, it's like, I'm looking around like, like what's going on here? But, um, you know, cause that's something else that we talked about, right? It's like, I'm going to go out and I have to, you know, I have to perform, perform every time. Right. Right. And that's just, you know, my way of, way of doing it. I was like, I don't want anybody ever to look at me and be like, oh, Michael's just, you know, going through the motions Ph or whatever. Phoning it in today. Phoning yeah. it in, right? You know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting you bring up the mobility thing. And again, not to get off too much of a, of a side topic. It's not like you weren't training for this either. Like, Oh, I was training Michael, almost every day. <laughs> that, well, that's what I was trying to say. You know, you, you were in Hawaii, you were on vacation. And like daily, Michael is sending me five, six, seven different videos, like a day of here's my side, here's this side kata, here's this bow kata, here's this karate kata, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, and they were all different kata. And then he'd be like, oh, but, you know, I should have sent you the fourth time that I did it because it was a better one. But this is like the eighth time that I did it and decided to actually hit the record button. Or what. So he was out there like putting the work in ahead of this camp and then went to the camp and it was like five days. And, and how many hours a day were you guys training? You know, for five days uh each day was let's just say on average five five hours five probably hours. like a good two and a half hour session in the morning then usually. a lunch yeah and then a lunch and then like a three hour session yeah, yeah. because we would go normally go from 1 30 to 4 30 in the afternoons and then mornings were like 9 30 to 12 so maybe closer to six hours Ish. six hours okay. between five and six hours on average every day yeah so it's it's not a, that he you're, you know you weren't prepared to go for that though you, you you really put in the work ahead of time and you have been since your last trip to okinawa too because yeah. as a matter of fact your last trip you even said something similar about you know your your knees were just aching after you left yeah yeah, yeah. and so that's where like i, I and and so this year has I've, I've gotten to the point where at that I, you know, some people say it's, you know, in the thirties and the forties and yeah, I can definitely feel the difference, but it's only been this year that I could say that I've gotten to the point to where I feel limited or I have to change how I'm doing things because of my knees or my back or sure whatever. Sure. Um, and so that's where like, I know, you know, I know some of the things that I need to continue to work on. Um, because there was a day the he, he had we had a half day on Saturday, the afternoon session was instructors only like at a certain, certain level and above only. And the kata that we were working on the karate kata had a lot of up and down. And it got to the point it's like, I can't do this anymore. Like I have to, I, I'm gonna have to like when I do this, I have to modify the moves for myself because I can't do the up and down um, as much. Um, 
so that's it's it, it's just as we as we change you know and it's funny because like tuari has talked about this tuari over the visible sensei podcast he's talked about this about this also and you know being able to adapt what you're doing to your circumstances not just thinking that you're in your 20s anymore and being able to you know try to train like you're in your 20s right the trap is though is as you're teaching is making yes. sure that your younger students are still Correct. doing it to their appropriate age level. So they're not looking like they're doing old man karate in their Correct. teens and twenties. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, but other than that, camp was great. Again, you know, being able to, to test in Yamane Du was awesome. Um, you know, probably for the first time in, I don't know how many years I'm actually going to go get a certificate framed probably 20 years i think since i've actually made the nice. effort made the effort of getting some of my karate certificates framed i think i'll do that this time so nice yeah That'd so be good. that was that's that was my my whirlwind okinawa literally whirlwind uh, impacted literally. okinawa yeah. adventure well that's awesome so, man sounds like it yeah. was um an amazing experience with uh with a, with a dash of danger in there. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. There was definitely a dash of danger. You know, I got a also a quick shout out um, Scott Mertz and uh, Matthew Clark, who both posted videos of them doing sanchin in the uh, in the typhoon on Okinawa while, really? while that was going on. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Scott Mertz in his video, uh, there's a video, there's a car in the background that's completely upside down. The typhoon. Oh yeah. Gone cars Flipped upside over. down you know so he's he's out there doing something and you know, he, he did a pretty good job well i mean all right back in 1994 okay i may have heard about somebody who went on the top of their dorm in japan <laughs> in a typhoon and did kata on the roof of their nice. dorm on the top of a mountain in the middle of a typhoon. So it's been known to happen. It's been known to happen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I ain't doing that this time. That's stupid. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I, even, I, I even sent you a, a text. I was like, yo, you need to do it. And you're like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Because I sent you that video of the wind. Like, yeah. Yeah. You did. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no way. In fact, I didn't Absolutely leave. I, I didn't even leave my... I didn't open the front door of my, my room for almost two full days. Wow. I was like, I'm because like you could hear the wind. In fact, Thursday morning when the wind stopped, I was like, Oh, it's quiet now. It's kind of like, and I looked out. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was that like when it stopped, you, it felt different. Like you could hear the, the stop, the absence of the wind was, was, was tangible. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, that's uh that's what I've got. That's my last what two and a half weeks or so. Two and a half weeks, yep. Well that's, yeah, that's three a good weeks. One. Yeah. So all right. Well, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here for our listeners. I know we didn't really get into a whole lot of karate specific talks, but we've got a good episode lined up. I think next time 
you, you'll really enjoy the topic that we that we talk about on our next episode. We, we've got the notes and we've already chatted about what we want to talk about. So look forward to that. And we appreciate you. We again, we apologize for having the delay. As you, as you hear from this episode, we've had a, quite a bit going on, and yeah. um, so well, we're going to get back on our schedule here. Absolutely. Yep. So you got anything for for our listeners? No, just as usual, you know, check us out on our, our socials, go check out Instagram, check out, you know, our YouTube channel. Michael has been doing a way better job at making videos than, than I have. Uh, <laughs> but we, we may have a cool video coming up that, you know, might be in the November timeframe. Yeah. Look at maybe having something available then. So that should yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to yeah. that. That'll be awesome. We're going to yeah. keep that under wraps for right now. Yeah. though. Keep that a secret. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, but by then I, I need to get working on my my Okinawa videos. I think it will probably be two videos because I did I did some other stuff before the camp actually on, on my day. I did a little bit kind of a the, the touristy thing a little bit, and so uh, okay, um, cool. I did I did go make some videos, so some of that. So we'll see how I how I edit all that together. It might be two videos or um, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Cool. Um, right. But other than that, you know, if you've got any other like topics or questions or feedback that you want to, you know, send to us, let us know. We'll we'll read it. We'll talk to each other about it and go from there. All righty. All right. Again, for all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Sorry about the delay and we'll see you guys next time. So keep training hard.